Podcast City Network. from a little bit of everything with me podcast and you're listening to mark the shark mma show and don't forget to like subscribe and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes Alright guys, I just want to make a quick announcement. The Mark the Shark MMA show is now part of the Podcast City Network. So you can check it out. Uh, my show and as well as the other Podcast City mem- members on PodcastCity.net. Check it out. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hey guys, we're back to the show. Are you guys interested in making money? Well, keep listening to the podcast. I'll make a special announcement on how you, the listener, can make money by listening to my podcast as well as other podcasts. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and today we got a very special guest, MMA fighter from Evicta, Kelly D'Angelo. How you doing today, Kelly? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Where are you located? I am in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm over here in Jersey. How is it over there? You guys are like an hour behind, right? Yes. That's why, like, the whole Eastern time thing, I had to think about it and, like, figure out where I'd be at that Eastern time. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole time zone thing throws everybody off. You have to kind of coordinated so um how did you get into the martial arts (laughs) well um I'm a full-time firefighter and um when I moved to St. Louis one of my co-workers an EMS took me to an event called guns and hoses where cops box firefighters and uh it's a charity event all the proceeds go to um, families that have had, um, you know, loved ones die in the field. And, and kind of, it, it even helps kids through college and stuff who's, who's lost parents as first responders. And uh, 
so it was a really cool thing to to even think about being a part of. But uh, I went to it one year and was like, that would be awesome. I'd love to do that. And uh, turns out the chief that uh, for the department I was volunteering, I was like, I know where you can go start training. So I was like, all right, sure, I'll I'll try boxing. And uh, did, I think, four or five charity events for that. And I had a coach that kind of was like, hey, have you ever thought about jujitsu and wrestling? And I didn't know what he was talking about at the time, but he uh, he's like, we're going to go to a gym and try it out, see how you do. And I did pretty good. So um, he's like, I really think you should try MMA. And it just kind of uh, snowballed from there. And I fell in love with all of it. Ah, that's interesting. So you're a firefighter. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a paid yep. position, right? Because here in Jersey, yep. only certain cities do the firefighters actually get paid. A lot of it's uh, volunteer. So Well, I actually, yeah, my, my, the town I grew up in was a pretty small town, and it was only volunteer there. So I moved to St. Louis to become a full-time firefighter. So I'm, I'm a full-time firefighter paramedic. Okay. Now, um, how many fights did you have as an amateur before you got into um, it? You're, you're with Invicta now, right? You're still five boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so amateur, five boxing, and then five MMA. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, am I wrong, but is Invicta the only organization that has female MMA fighters? That has female or all female? All female. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the only one that ha is an all female promotion. And it's it's pretty cool because they think of just about everything. Like they even arrange for a girl to come to all our rooms and braid our hair for the fight. Oh, I actually think that's so cool. Like how they, how, I mean, I, I don't know who the, the uh, I think, I forget who the, uh, the owner is, but I kind of, remember looking at it a few years ago and I thought that was pretty cool how there's an organization just for women because yeah. back in the day I mean I think Strikeforce had a little bit I don't remember when Invicta started I think it might have been actually before Strikeforce and then and then um, Bellator was trying to do a little bit but they never really stuck with it um, to the way that the owner of uh, Invicta Who's the owner of Invicta? Do you know? Uh, Shannon Knapp is the main lady for Invicta. And it really, most of the, the veteran female fighters have at some point fought on Invicta or pretty much made their career through Invicta. So yeah, I've a lot of them, like Chris Cyborg, right? I think the yeah. only one who didn't fight on there was Ronda Rousey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think she's like the only one I can think of off the top of my head. What about Misha Tate? Did she fight Invicta? I think she did have a fight with him, a fight or a couple fights with Invicta. And what about Gina Cabrera? Did she have one? Gina did. Uh, Kat really? Zingano did. Um, yeah, there's. I think just about everybody has participated in Invicta or been signed or pretty much made their their whole foundation through Invicta. Now, it often makes me wonder why there hasn't been another um, organization trying to tap into that market. Because I think that's like, it's like very niched because it's all, just all women. And I got to give women credit because I actually sometimes when I watch a UFC event, I actually sometimes, like when let's say the women are the co-main event, I actually sometimes get more excited about the women's co-main event than the men's main event. It's because, well, <laughs> I think women are just more, I think you guys are more exciting. I think it's because I think mentality, I think that, I don't know if it's they got they think that they have to prove more. I think that might have been some like definitely a factor like a few years ago. I don't know what it is now, but it just seems like the women tend to um, they tend to bang more. You know, they have no no issue going in there and throwing leather and letting it all hang out. Whereas I, I mean, think some of the men hold back a little bit. Maybe it's just we have pent up stuff we got to get out. I'm not sure, but I mean, it's it's definitely usually more aggressive with the girls, and 
a lot of the, like, a lot of my buddies from the firehouse and stuff, the first time they've watched an Invicta card, they're, like, way more interested in an in MMA than they were previously, just because it, they really do just put on a really good, like, somebody's going to bleed on the card, somebody's probably going to get TKO'd or knocked out, like, it's usually a pretty eventful uh, card with Invicta and stuff being an all-female card, like, it's, I mean, I think that this last card, the one I was on, I'm pretty sure one of the girls, like, broke her ankle. Somebody in the crowd said they thought when they, they took her out, there was, like, bone showing. So, I mean, we're, we go in there and we're, like, ready to kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find that very interesting. Now, with, you're, like, what, 4-1 now in Evicta? Um. In Invicta, in Invicta itself, I am two and one. Okay. Now, how many, like, I mean, your goal is to become the champ, right? That's like everybody's goal if they're, you know, fighting professionally. Like, how yeah. many fights do you think you have to get to be like, all right, I, you know, I deserve the title shot? Um, It's really hard with Adam Lee because it is, like, it's not a very big division. And... I feel like they just kind of pull like one of the girls they had on the card this uh, this round. I I never even really heard of her before, but she's supposed to be a pretty good uh, contender for the the Adam weight belt. So, I mean, with the girls we have now and in, in in there, I would think. I mean, I don't know why I'd have to have more than like two more fights before I could be a, a contender, if not sooner. Yeah, because if the pool's that small, I would think you would be able to fight quicker, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. also kind of hard to get fights as an atom weight for some reason. Like, I don't know I why. I guess there's not that. Well, I would think there would be that many women at that weight division. I, I mean, there, it's not, there's not that many, but for some reason, uh, some girls kind of pick and choose. Um, like, uh, I've had some girls turn me down and... Um, you know, it, I don't know if it's – I don't really know what's going on with that, but it, it seems a lot harder to get a fight at Adam weight than it, it was at straw weight. So. Now, is Invicta – Invicta is mostly just shown on UFC Fight Pass, right? Yes. Does that mean that the UFC owns them, or they just – or is Invicta still owned by the original owner and they just pay the UFC a fee to stream their fights and help so, them out? The the way we always were kind of explained is, um, I don't know if the best way to put it is like it's a sister promotion, but kind of like that. Okay. Okay. Now, do you see yourself, like, do you have like an exclusive contract? Like you got to do like a couple, three or four fights with Invicta before you go anywhere else? Like how does that work for you? Um, I actually, I have a contract with them right now. It's actually coming up. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do. They haven't contacted me or anything. Okay. Um, but they have, like, even when you're contracted with them, they have a pretty open contract. So if you get an opportunity, you know, Risen or, you know, another promotion, there, as long as you tell them and, you know, it, it doesn't interfere with anything they're trying to put together, then they're usually pretty good about letting you fight on other promotions. Interesting, interesting. Now, do you have any like current fights coming up, like in the near in the near future, or nothing scheduled right now? I mean, I just fought. What has that been like three weeks? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's been like three weeks, and uh, I'm actually healing up a pretty significant injury from this fight camp. That um, so I missed weight for the very first time this fight um out of my amateur and pro career by uh just under three pounds and uh I couldn't really is see that, anything. is that because of the injury or yeah um so I didn't really see anything at the time but after everything was said and done um I I kind of put it out there on Facebook and let everybody know not as an excuse but just kind of let them know the battle um mm -hmm. I actually tore my Glute max, glute medius, glute medius tendon, and then the fascia in between the muscles. Yeah. I kinda, <laughs> yeah I've, I've been having a lot of pains with, with my foot and my legs, too. Like I've been sidelined from jiu-jitsu since, like, January. So, and it, it, 
when it's muscle and yeah, when it's muscle and tendons and stuff, it just takes forever. And I, I put a picture on my Facebook and I had like a, a lump on the side of my hip. It was like, I kind of joked and walked around the gym and was like, I got a tumor because yeah. it just like looked like a huge lump on the side of my hip. And, uh, it just, the swelling still hasn't went down and it's still kind of restrictive range of motion. And, um, when I, originally found out the injury it was like two and a half weeks out from my fight and um the doctor was like yeah you need to you need to stay off of this and like quit training for at least six weeks so I'm like I'm fighting in two and a half so how about she get me through that and uh we'll work on some recovery after that so my usual cardio um I I run and um, yeah, I couldn't run. run. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't run. So I was like swimming and it looked crazy. Like my husband came home and I had a, uh, you know, like the, the bike stands where you can like put resistance on your bike. It just raises your bike off the ground. So, yep. can, so I had that set up in the living room and everything. So I could do my cardio in the living room when I got home from the gym because I couldn't run or anything. And the pool would be closed. So I had that set up in there. And so I was doing every other cardio I possibly could because the loading of running just, it couldn't do it or it would swell up so big I couldn't even train the next day. Now, do you have any issues with your, um, I think it's a TFO or PFO and IT band syndrome? Do you have any issues with that too? Uh, no. No, it, it, it was all pretty much like glute max, glute medius. Pretty much, I broke my butt. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was from the grappling, or was that from, from kicking? So, they think it started with overuse. Um, and then when the actual tear happened, it was during grappling. So, right after it happened, um, pretty much my whole leg spasmed and everything locked up. And, um, was that, huh? So you knew when the injury happened then. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to, to get to get it to let go, um, I had to go to the doctor and get muscle relaxers and stuff because it wouldn't quit spasming. Wow. And I was actually, uh, I was on crutches for two days. Wow. <laughs> Resting up now. Yeah. Back in the ring, you know, in a couple of months. Now, where do you see yourself going? Do you, do you prefer to stay with Invicta? If they, let's say they renew your contract. You want to yeah. stay in or you want to like go to somewhere else like the UFC or Bellator? Like from women, women's MMA fighters' perspective, what is the so, ideal organization to work with? I I like um, Invicta a lot. They treat their fighters great. They put us in a great hotel. They make sure we're taken care of, um, and they get like a couple fights with them. You you feel like. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's pretty personal. Like, you know each other pretty well. Um, everybody that works for the promotions feels really personable and familiar. So I really like working with them. And, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, they give Adam Waits the most opportunity because Bellator don't have a Adam Waite um, division. UFC doesn't have an Adam Waite division. Um, there's, there's some, uh, like, Risen has Adam Waits. There's some stuff like that, but uh, as in any anything over here, Invicta is definitely the biggest opportunity for Adam Waits right now. What's the weight limit for Adam Waits? So you have to weigh in. You get a one-pound allowance, so that makes it 106. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Because right. I'm looking at, like, uh, Dog. I think they have you classified as straw weight at 115. I think they just they just introduced throwaway to the UFC, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And um so this is my second fight as an atom weight. As a straw weight, I was a runt. Like um there's a couple girls I ended up training with. There's one girl I even trained with in Colorado that um she fought as a straw weight and her walking around weight was like one forty two. Holy shit. Yes. You're, I, you know, I never, I forget who it was. I think it was uh, Misha Tate. 
and I forget who she was fighting at the time. And I found out how much weight that that she would cut. I was shocked. It is insane. Women MMA fighters cut that amount of weight. I didn't think they they did. I thought maybe it was like ten or ten or fifteen pounds max. So you're no, saying no. women walk around at what what weight did you just say? 150, 160? No, like straw weight. Um yeah, straw weight's 125, right? No, straw weight's 115. Okay. And they some of those girls walk like right around 140. Dude, that's like a big drop. I didn't think so, that much weight. Wow. So I was getting there, like I'm five two. So most of them were taller anyway. Mm. But um I was getting I so right now my walking around weight is I'm I'm one eighteen. Okay. So I was getting in the ring most of the time with girls that are twenty pounds bigger than me, which um I always fought girls bigger anyway, even in boxing and stuff, but uh you know, my being a, a boxer background, most of the people they would put me with would be like these grapplers. And their main goal would be to get me to the ground. And if you have 20 pounds on somebody and you get to the ground, you feel it. You know, like, it's, it's definitely a difference than having somebody your size. So uh, there's, a, there's a girl I used to train with, Ashley Cummings. She's an Adam Lee and Invicta as well. Okay. And uh, we're friends. She's a police officer. And she actually dropped to Adam Lee. And she was telling me for a while, like, Kelly, you belong in Adam weight. You need to just make the drop because these girls are actually our size. So, yeah, I, like the last girl I fought, I, I saw um, a post somewhere that said that her last fight, she dropped from like 120-something to that. So that's I'm in the right weight class now. It's just, um, you know, I, I definitely <laughs> I definitely had a lot harder fights in my past just from being with bigger girls. Wow. Now, what does your husband think about you fighting? He actually fights too. He just hasn't went pro yet. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna guess. <laughs> so yeah. Got, so he trains, so he understands exactly what you. So when you're in there in a the sauna or whatever, cutting weight, does he keep you company? Yeah, actually, he's uh, he does really good. Um, this weight cut was definitely my worst. So he um, he felt bad because it just got where I quit sweating. Like I got out of I got out of the salt bath and I got in the sauna suit to wrap up and keep sweating, and my body was so hot that I was actually evaporating the bath water off of me and I wasn't even sweating anymore. So he's like, later he's like, I felt really bad because you know everybody kind of gets to that breaking point when they're cutting weight where they need somebody to push them, and he's like, I was trying to push you, but you were just you know, you couldn't do it. So he felt kind of bad about it, but he gets it. You know, it's, I couldn't imagine going through a fight camp without, you know, with somebody who don't understand everything throughout the fight camp, like the emotional roller coaster and what your body goes through and meal prep. And you can't go to social events because you don't want to end up like eating shit that, you know, yeah. puts you off track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when I used to cut weight for jiu-jitsu tournaments, my wife would always have me go to family events, and I would, like, just die. You know, yeah. Like, trying to cut weight. And people never get it. They have, like, and then it's, like, the one time they actually take me to a restaurant that I wanted, like, the type of food I want to eat, too. You know? But meanwhile, like, the other times I'm cutting weight and taking me to other restaurants that I don't like. Right? <laughs> you guys do this piss me off, you know? Yeah, or there's a family member that's like, "Oh, come on, one bite's not gonna hurt you," and I'm like, yeah, "They don't know." <laughs> yep. They don't know. Now, as a female fighter, are there like, where do you train? Like, do you have like to go like different places to to train with women specifically? I'm assuming at some point you still got to train with guys because there's probably I'm not pretty, many female fighters. But I'm the only uh, girl female fighter out of my gym. Um, we have a few jujitsu girls that are great for me. And then, um, so I'm out of St. Charles MMA. Okay. And we have Arnold Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And they, um, they have a girl my size. Um, she's fought on Bellator, actually, Dakota Zimmerman. Okay. Uh, so, like, me and her will work together. But in my gym, I'm the only female, um, which 
I don't, I don't mind. Sometimes it's not even the the female thing. It's just every once in a while, it'd be nice to have somebody your size. <laughs> so most who's girls. The never, guy, who's the smallest guy in the gym? Do you have any guys that walk around at one twenty or one thirty? Yeah, we have a couple. Um, and if they're there, they'll, they'll usually be my partners. But honestly, my husband, a lot of times, he's like 152. Um, a, a lot of times, he'll be the smallest guy. Um, but we have a couple of shorter guys that's, um, you know, even if they're bigger, if they're shorter, a lot of times they're better for me. I don't know if you know who Josh Sampo is. No, no. no. Okay, well, he's uh, – He's, he's been around for a while and he's usually one of my better, um, partners. So, and he's pretty intense. Um, his main background is wrestling. So, um, he's, he's just one of those grinder guys, but, um, you know, I got, I have guys in my gym that are perfect partners for me. And honestly, when you get in there with these girls and they like hit you or try to hold you down, you're like, well, this isn't so bad. Cause I'm used to a guy that's 20, 30 pounds bigger than me doing the same shit to me, and it's way worse than this. <laughs> so I guess in some respects it's advantageous, right? Because you're used to walk, walking out with a guy that's uh, stronger than, you know, physically stronger than you as compared yeah. to your opponent. That's yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Do you have any kids yet or no? Because I know you oh. just married. Oh, no. Just three, three dogs. Uh, I think we're up to 13 chickens, four ducks. That's, that's all I'm sticking with right now. <laughs> wow. I thought I had a lot of pets. I got two cats <laughs> and a dog. Wow. You got me beat. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. So you're, gonna st- you're thinking of staying with Invicta and then hopefully get your opportunity to fight for the belt. Do you see yourself? staying fighting for like how 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 much longer before you think you could retire are you going to be like uh randy couture doing it into your 40s or are you just you have like a set on goal I mean, of mine like if i don't get to become the champ in like two years i'm done like what, what are your goals in the sport of mma see i feel like so many people put a timeline on things and um honestly i, I get i get shit a lot i'm 32 and you have no idea how many family functions I go to and they're like, isn't it about time you guys settle down and start having kids and, you know, and I, I just feel like a lot of people put timelines on themselves for stuff. Like the world isn't like that anymore. You know, it's not 1970 and, uh, you know, I can't, I can't have a kid and come back to this at this point. Like, you know, it, it would be way harder. So you know, me and my husband's talked about it a lot. We're, I'm just going to, I enjoy this. That's the thing. Like, it's not a job. It's not a, it's not a, like, I have to show up and do this. I enjoy it. Like every part of it. I enjoy the fight camp. I enjoy training whenever I'm not in fight camp and just going and hanging out to the gym right now, even when I'm injured. And I think when it becomes a, you know, a job or when it becomes you know, I think a lot of fighters realize that point when they say, I'm no longer a fighter, I'm a trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think it's going to take that because um, I'm going to go as far with this and I'm going to keep going and pushing for as long as my body will, will take it or until I decide, you know what, I, I think this is it. I'm going to start training other people or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do, right? You only live once. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) One step at a time. Between fighting and firefighting, hell, I never know when that's going to be. So I might as well be doing what I want when I go. Exactly. 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 (laughs) Now, so when you got into MMA, you kind of didn't know about it. But once you got into the sport of MMA, you know, competing yourself, did you do you find yourself watching the sport more closely now? Like look checking out other female fighters. And if you do, is there any particular fighter that you said, Oh, I wanna be like her, you know, or maybe not be like her, like say like maybe like copy her style or maybe you like certain things that she does and you like to add it to your game. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I can't say there's anybody I wanna like be like them. 
or anything like that. Um, a lot of these, uh, I always notice too, like uh, something happens really awesome on a UFC card and you'll see people trying it at gyms like the next week. Um, styles can be copied, but I like, I like more looking at the fighter as in, um, you know, the, the people that are like super tenacious, like Nate Diaz. Yeah. It's not that he has this crazy style. He's just like, he's just crazy. He's just super tenacious. He just does what he feels like doing in the moment. And those are the fighters I really like. Um, or people like, yeah, Holly Holm. She's just built herself from the ground up. I mean, she started with boxing, so we have the same background. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she she doesn't do the crazy image stuff on Instagram or anything like that. She just she just enjoys the sport, too, and just goes out there, fights, have a good time. And when she's ready to be done, she'll be done. Okay. So I can't say there's like a, a, per, a certain person or a certain style I go for or, um, you know, somebody I, I particularly follow, but I definitely study it a lot more and try to add as much different style as I possibly can. What about the former champ, Chris Cyborg? Did you see that fight with Amanda Nunes? Yes. Now, before the event actually happened and she got knocked out, who did you think was going to win that fight? So the crazy thing is, is she did exactly what I said she would have to do to win. And it was, she's going to have to go out there, balls to the wall, for like the first 30 seconds to a minute and just throw everything she had at her and hope that something happens. So you because thought you thought that Amanda was going to win going into that fight? I thought if she was going to win, she was definitely going to have to do it in the first couple minutes. But if she if it would have went past that, I definitely wasn't I wasn't counting on her going to win. I, I thought Cyborg would have it. Uh, so you didn't have it in your all right. So you, you didn't, you're kind of like not picking but picking. You're like uh, if it goes past a certain round. I thought Cyborg was going to win that. But yeah. She could. She just be having a lot of wear and tear on her by now. You know. I yeah. I knew I knew if it went past the first round, Cyborg would have it. But if Amanda could do something in the first couple minutes, I thought she could. She'd have it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's. I mean, that's what she did. She came out. I. I think. I think Cyborg was even overwhelmed. Like I don't even think she knew what to do for like those first couple minutes when she is thrown like that. I don't think she's been hit that hard. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Usually, she just plows through people, right? Well, pretty much everything Nunez throws is an overhand. So, <laughs> but what power though? She can. Power. Yeah, exactly. Like everything's on it, but everything she pretty much just throws overhands. So. so, when you started fighting for Evicta, was Chris Cyborg out out of that organization by that time, or no? Uh, yeah. I think she was definitely out by that time. Um, the first, I was actually in the crowd for either the first or second Invicta, though. Um, whenever my friend Ashley had fought, I had no okay. idea I'd ever be in MMA. Like, no idea. I just started amateur boxing. So um, I look back to that card, and there was, there was quite a few uh, veterans and stuff on there. So it's kind of funny to, to even look at it and think, I would if you would have asked me, on that day, like, hey, could you imagine being in this exact promotion like a couple of years from now? I would have told you you were crazy. Now, do you miss boxing? I do. Um, from a I love MMA, but it's just always going to be my, my first love. Mm. Do, you think you, do you think you would ever try to turn a pro in terms of boxing, I, or do you think it you would have to like give up MMA for a while. I think I'd have to give up MMA for a little while just because uh, it's what I don't think you can MMA. You do everything. I get that, but I don't think you can, I don't think you can compete in kickboxing fully compete in MMA fully compete in boxing fully. Like it's a lot changes. Like, and I had a hard uh, converting over to MMA 
I had a hard time because your your stance changes. A boxer, you're like really side, yeah, you're really sideways, your legs out there, you know. Um, and when I started MMA, people would just take out my front leg constantly. Yeah. Because of how my stance was. So, yeah. you know, you change so much to have to try to go back and forth with that. It I think it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch any of those bare knuckle matches? Yes. And, um, my name has gotten thrown out there quite a few times for those. Um, and I would actually probably do it, but the, the promoter, he, so we went back and forth on Facebook and he said the smallest he could get would be a one fifteener, and that would probably even be hard. So I'm hoping in like the next year or so, if they can, if they can give me a 105er for it, I think I definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a little bit of it. Get a couple guys from the UFC in there, like Joe Riggs and uh, Chris Lehman, whatever his name was. Lehman? 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 The crippler, whatever yeah. he called himself. Yeah. So that, and you had um, Connor's buddy over there. But I think not God, that guy that used to the, box. The Russian guy? Yeah. Yeah. He got, I think he got knocked out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, do you are you do you compete in jiu-jitsu at all, or you just just train jiu-jitsu just for MMA? Um, I've done I've done a couple competitions. I actually, one of my coaches is wanting me to do. Um, there's a Chicago competition coming up. Okay. Uh, if I'm if I'm healed up enough, he they brought up. Uh, there's one in Orlando at the end of July, and then uh, I guess Worlds is in Vegas in August. So. Yeah. there's there's definitely some stuff I'm looking at it's just uh I love jujitsu it's just standing at the competition all day like you're you know like so for a fight the worst part is the weight yes the weight in the jujitsu tournaments kills me it's way worse it's way worse than waiting for a fight because you're just sitting backstage waiting for a fight but in a jujitsu tournament you wait and you get it over with and then you're like well shit I'm waiting again Yes, yes. <laughs> and a lot of them, like, you know, they work, they're not really organized. They'll say, all right, like, maybe you get there at 3, maybe you go, and you end up going at 8 o'clock, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's some like organizations that are more scheduled, like the IPJF. But actually, a lot of the tournaments now, because it used to be open registration only, so people would sign up at the door. I hear a lot of them are getting rid of that because they're trying to, like, have it more on time because I guess a lot I don't know what took them so long it's only been like 20 years yeah I mean, I think they try to make like, all day. yeah they try to make like the bracket beforehand now but still so much shit changes and it's like an emotional yeah. roller coaster because you'll be like oh I'm up next and then yeah. something will change and you're like oh I got like 30 minutes and then yeah. you're like oh I'm, I'm going I'm going and then you're not so it's a more emotional a wrestling like an organized wrestling tournament and they're done you know, yeah. like yeah. they have it like clockwork. You go at this time and you're done. You know, I just I, I, never understood that. I did a, a grappling industries in Denver, Colorado, and they were probably the most on time I've, I've, I think seen. they were the only ones on time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, IBGF is good too, but I think, uh, I think that's the one my two guys from my school did. I think, um, pretty sure it was grappling industries. They were on time. They were actually done early. I was shocked. Like, my guys were done by, uh, the guys from my school were done by, I think, one. With the oh, end. wow. And they did gi and no gi. I was, like, shocked. You know? I mean, they had their stuff together when we did the, the Denver one. And then it's funny because my husband meddled. I think he got silver. Mm -hmm. And the guy that he beat, went up to the table and stole his medal and walked off. Say what? No way. No. Seriously, the guy went up to the table and stole a medal, got up on the podium, and had one of the other guys from the division take his picture. Was that posted on Facebook? I don't I they think someone, I don't know if it was your husband or not. Someone did something similar to that, and they posted it on Facebook. Pro it might have been. Not. 
I kid this, you not. It's crazy. This guy, like, that's why, uh, so this guy had one of the guys from our, his division take his picture on the podium with his medal. And then the guy that took the picture walked up to my husband and was like, hey, should we get a group picture or whatever? Because, you know, everybody got their medals. And we knew he plays. And I was like, we didn't get his medal yet. And we walk up to the table and the lady's like, oh, they haven't released it on the site yet. And we were like, what are the guys from the, his division has his medal. And they're like, well, we didn't give any out yet. So he shouldn't. He legit stole it, got a picture on the podium and left. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> As he wanted that medal bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I ain't leaving here without a medal today, whether I got to win it or steal it. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's insane. <laughs> wow. So how's your husband, when's your husband fighting next? Um, well, he actually fought, I think like three or four times this last year. We okay. were talking about getting him one soon. Um, He's, he has the same background. So I actually started boxing and then he started boxing and then, uh, I started jujitsu and he told me he would never do like the bendy stuff. Like he's like, I'm not going to do that. And he probably loves jujitsu more than I do now. So, uh, he's, uh, he's going to have to go pro here pretty soon though. I guess he's, he's four no as an amateur and I don't think any of them have made it out of the first round. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Most of the knockouts with like, um, or like from his boxing background? Well, he hasn't. Well, no, not all of them. He has a knockout, a TKO, and um, I know this last one was a submit. He might have two TKOs, and a, this last one was the submission, and the kid was uh, unconscious. He uh, didn't tap to a triangle, and he was out for a little while. Wow. So he's doing pretty good. And is he a fire? He's a firefighter too, or no? Yes. Did you guys know each other before you firefighters together, or did you meet him at the house? No, no, we don't even work at the same department. Um, oh. I, okay. We met whenever we were both working for a private ambulance district, and I actually, I actually, no offense to any of my first responders that are listening. Going into the field, I always said I would never uh, marry a police officer or a firefighter just because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like most people think, even with fighting, like they see a couple that get, is into it. They're like, ah, she's just in it because he's in it. And um, so I just never wanted to be that girl. Well, he, when we started dating, he didn't know if he was going to get into it. and you know, we, we start dating, we're like together for a year or something. And he's like, you know what? I think I am going to do it. I'm like, you tricked me. So he got into the fire service too. And we actually aren't for the same department, but if there's like a big fire, we'll be on it together. So it's kind of cool. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Cool. Cool. So how long are you, how long is your therapy for? You're like, like a couple, like six weeks, eight weeks? Um, not really sure. The swelling isn't moving out of my hip area. So we're talking about potentially getting it drained now. So we're going to have to see, um, you know, if it keeps the fluid out or if it swells back up or how it handles it. Uh. Wow. But I'm definitely still, like, you know, lifting as much as I can. You know, I have to be – I can't do much, you know, legs and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm still going to – yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing as much live stuff. I'm still going to technique. I'm still, you know, doing bag work and, uh, you know, everything I, I can, just trying not to push it and extend, you know, recovery. Hmm. Okay. Now, if any, do you have any sponsors out there that you want to mention on the on the show here? Or oh man, I should have made a list. Um, you know what? I I'm not gonna name them all just because I'm gonna forget somebody and I'll feel like a jerk. So I'm gonna say 
to go to my Facebook page, uh, okay. Kelly Andy Angelo, or my Instagram, Kelly at Kelly Andy Angelo, or Twitter, Kelly Andy Angelo, and um, I have them all over my social media. Um, all of my sponsors are people that I really believe in. You know what they're doing, what kind of business they're starting, um, you know what they're trying to support. I obviously have a a full time career. So, um, sponsors help out a lot, especially like, um, fighters don't, we don't make anything fighting. I'm just doing it because I love it and kind of want to get a good message out there with it. So I'm trying to help my sponsors as much as they're trying to help me. And I don't, I don't take anybody on as a sponsor unless I really believe what they're doing. So make sure everybody goes and checks out their pages and follows them and supports them as well. Okay. And I'll make sure to have all your social media links on the uh, description of, the, of the, this particular episode. And um, it was great having you on the show. Hopefully you'll heal, heal up soon. And when you do, hit me on Facebook. And uh, let me know when your next fight is. And then we could have you back, you know, maybe like a week before to help you promote your fight. It was, a, it was a great pleasure having you on the show. And uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'll keep in contact for sure. All righty. All right, guys. We'll be back uh, after this short break. All right, guys. We're back. And now is the time for you guys to learn how to make money. Now, you can easily make money by listening to this podcast, by downloading an app called PodCoin. You either your Android phone or your tablet or your iPhone or your tablet. And it's fairly simple. For each podcast that you listen to, you earn points. And then you can redeem those points for either Amazon or Starbucks, or you can even donate it to charity. Now, by listening to my podcast, and using this special promo code called MMA Show, that's the promo code MMA Show, you will get 300 pod coins just for signing up and using my code. Again, it's MMA Show, and the app is called PodCoin. You can get it from, if you have an Android um, device, you can go to the Google Play Store. If you have an Apple device, you go to the uh, Apple Store. All right, guys, we'll be back. Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets, podcastcity.net, facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork, hit that thumbs up, you can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at podcastcitynet, only on Podcast City Network. This is Mark the Shark Retorto letting you know that you can visit my website www.markthesharkmmashow.com You can get our podcast episodes on there and you can also shop the swag get your hoodies, get your t-shirts, get your hats it's all on there for both men and women we do not discriminate go out there and check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com Good day, everybody. This is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio, and you are tuned into the Mark the Shark MMA Show. All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. 
All you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the sh- slash mark the shark MMA show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from our leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto, and the other one is written by me, Mark Ritorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Ritorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book. Or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Ritorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you. <laughs>